0: podcast platforms be sure to give me a follow on Facebook Instagram and TikTok as well at Matt Stocks DJ that way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates my DJ performances and of course who's coming up on the show as well but without further ado let's crack on with the show shall we here we go
1: ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well
0: I've had a good day already, dude.
2: Yes, yeah, been alright, hasn't it? It's Day up sick.
0: north in Grimsby, my first time here. Uh, I'm with Thomas Turgus in his car. Well, actually, his missus's car, right? Yes. She, she left. She left you with the one with the least fuel in. That's well, her she's move. she's good
2: at that. She'll get in the car in the morning, or she'll check them both, and whichever's got the most fuel, that's the one that she'll take.
0: <laughs> so you're left with this today. Yeah. But we got enough fuel to get down to the seafront, which is what we're looking out now. I've just eaten the most delicious plate of fish and chips. Are you just I just have mate like no I mean I... it. Well, you you bigged it up. You said it's the best fish and chips in the world. Yeah. I said that's a big claim, and because. I'm pescatarian so I switched to a non meat diet yeah, about yeah. 2 years ago. So my go to dish when I'm at a pub is fish and chips because generally yeah. the veggie option in pubs is usually pretty shit. Yeah. So I'll go fish and chips as my go to dish. So I've had the best of the best all over the world and I yeah. would say dude it's the chips was the main thing. The chips were it's like so cooked good. to perfection.
2: Well it's, it's it's the place that I've always gone since I was a kid Steals Give them a quick if shout If you're in out. town. Steals Corner House in Cleethorpe.
0: Lovely staff as well, and yeah. a real nice old-school setting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like you walk in, and it's literally like nothing's happened since the 70s. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's good, but the uh, the food's the main thing. Um, I almost like went staff.
0: jumbo, and I'm so glad I didn't. I had oh, yeah. medium, you had small. I couldn't finish mine. Yeah, well, and I had a I've got salad. the chip wet in your car.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm having now. I mean, I,
2: I'd say I had a salad just before you turned up just because I was... Um, I was a bit like, oh, just trying to eat properly, trying to eat properly. And then as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh.
0: It's too good to resist, isn't it, that smell? Yeah. So I want to go dark with you from the outset, if that's okay. On a day like this, it's probably the last thing we should be doing. But then it's sort of in fitting with the narrative thread of the film, Eden Lake. I watched it for, I think, the sixth time last night. And boy, oh boy, like one of my favourite horror films ever made. I think it's so gnarly and brilliantly done. Was that your first role outside of your projects with Shane? Did you do This Is England, Summer's Town, and then was that your um, first film, or was no. it Scouting So uh, scouting for me, Book before that?
2: I went straight from This Is England and went back to Grimsby, um, and Stephen Graham um, made a promise to my mum at the rap party, saying, I promise you I will never let Tomo just go back to Grimsby and be forgotten. And he kept to his word, and within a couple of months... Um, What a a nice dude! Exactly, like that hands down one of the most genuinely, amazingly beautiful people I've ever met. Um, And he rang me and he said, um, "I'm doing this TV series called The Innocence Project, um, and they want to come want to meet you for for an audition." And I was like, "What's an audition? Because I've never done one."
0: Um, Did you not do one for This Is England?
2: It wasn't really an audition; it was just a, just uh, a walk
0: into the room and a.
2: Just sort of like a chemistry building thing, just sort of having a chat and a little, little bit of improvisation, but not really an audition as such.
0: Where you're reading rehearsed lines. So
2: I, Yeah, so I had to learn these lines, and I remember I was sat in there and my phone went off. Uh, <laughs> Good start. Uh, and it was Shane Meadows who was calling me. <laughs> Brilliant. And I answered it as well. Not, like now, if my phone went off, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I was like, oh, it's Shane. Hey, mate, all right, mate, you're yeah, right, yeah right. I'm just in an audition. You're just an audition. <laughs> um, so that was the job, the second job that I ever went on to. Um, so I did about four weeks on that. And then it was, um, and then we went on to Eden Lake, would it have been? Yeah, Eden Lake, and then Somersetown, uh, Scouting Book. Oh, Eden Lake, Summerstown, and then Scouting Book, and then onwards, yeah.
0: Wow. And I guess because you were fairly well-known as a likeable kind of hero figure from This Is England, Eden Lake is a very different role, but what I love about the way you play the role is, you know, you do some bad stuff in it. You cut out Michael Fassbender's tongue with a, a Stanley knife. But there's a vulnerability and a likability to you that I think makes you, even when you're doing dastardly stuff, a likable, amiable character. Because there's that beautiful scene where you're hiding in the trees as well. And the actress, whose name is Kelly Riley, she's there. And you, you're kind of like, you can see this look in your eye. You want to help her, don't you? And you go up to her and you go, Miss, yeah. as if you're about to maybe offer that, yeah. that hand of friendship. And she just goes, BANG! That was exactly
2: how I played it, as if to say, like I, I was going to go up and say, Look, I'm so sorry about everything that's happened, but if you go this way, go that way. I'll go this way and like send the lads a different way, and you can get out. But yeah, she just took it the wrong way, and and you can't stuck blame me. her, can you? No, no, no. You can't blame her. No. So was, was that
0: in the script, or was that your that take was on sort the character? Of just, and...
2: just chatting with the, with the director James Watkins. Um, just sort of like, how are we approaching this? Is he going up because he feels sorry for her? Because straight from the off, you can tell that Cooper didn't want to be there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, he's definitely he, under
0: duress, isn't he?
2: He's, he's he's under peer pressure, which is you see a lot of it nowadays. In maybe not to that extent, but you see a lot of peer pressure nowadays, and I've been a victim of it as well. Well, my lads are telling me to do one more Jaeger bomb on a Friday night, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, but just because the lads are going do it, do it, it's that similar sort. Yeah, of you thing. don't want to be think, left out. You don't want to be left out, so you just do it, and that's exactly what Cooper was doing, but on on a bigger scale, you know.
0: And you had obviously worked with Jack on This Is England, and mm. he in that film is. Despicable, isn't it? Despicably great.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's 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 brilliant. Yeah, he's he really, really smashed that. Definitely. Yeah, he's um he's uh he's an incredible buddy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tell he, me about the scene when you cut out Fassbender's tongue.
2: Well that for the Shooting that the whole experience for that for me was was insane. Because I remember we shot the pilot um with a whole different cast. I think there was only me and Jack who was the same cast from the pilot to the film. Um and just around all that blood that I'd not seen before, and I had to have my prosthetics and just having knives and just being like, just being a bit like, yeah, in the woods, and it was a, it was a big budget, so it was sort of all, it was all a bit of a mad experience for me. Um, but yeah, doing that, I was obviously it was a, it was a rubber knife. Michael was saying he pulled me aside and he was like, "I want you to really go for it, make it look real," and and they're the sort of things that you you learn from people like Michael you know, you, you want it to look as real as possible and, and hopefully that's what we did.
0: And there's that trust there. Is that what it's all about as an actor with someone that you're going yeah. to those levels of the edge with is you want to have that mutual respect and trust that you both know that the other guy is going to do as well, well as he can for the scene and if that involves you being uncomfortable, then that's what the scene
1: requires that, and that's, that's and, okay.
2: Yeah, and that's something I learned from a very young age with Stephen. Um, there was a great scene in um, in This Is England when... Combo gets out the car and headbutts um, Jack O'Connell's character, Pukey. Um, and Stephen catches him. You can hear it. When you watch the film, you can hear the headbutt. And that was them two saying, right, this is what's happening. But it's all character. You need to trust me. There's a lot of respect involved. And uh, yeah, that, that's exactly what Michael was like. He just said, I know that... It might seem like you're hurting me, but you're not you know you you were doing everything that needs to be done to make it look real and make the audience buy it so and I think with horrors as well, you've really got to do that, otherwise it can look like corny and shit, can't it so?
0: well, what about the scene where you Fassbender's character's already dead and he's tied up to his partner and she's still alive, mm. and you guys are all pouring petrol on him, and then you set him alight now that's obviously a horrendous scene. Mm. What's the mood like on a on a set for a for a scene like that? How do you like? lighten the mood or do you not?
2: Um, I think it's important to to stay professional, um, in them sort of things and respect Michael and Kelly who are sat there uncomfortable in the in the pissing rain. <coughs> Excuse me. In the pissing rain, sat on the floor covered in water and ch- having to take themselves to a level that no human should ever have to go to. Um so you have got a sort of I, I think respect's a major thing in um in, in them sort of scenes. Um, and we did, we played it cool. And it, and, it, and like you said, it, it all pays off when you watch the film because it just looks so incredibly real.
0: Doesn't it? Mm. And then you get the little Asian kid bless him with the tie around yeah. him and set him up as well. <laughs> yeah, spoiler on. alert if you haven't seen the film. But if you haven't, you need to check it out because it is by far and away one of the best. I was saying to you earlier, it reminds me a lot. Have you seen the film Wolf Creek as no. well? It's a lot like that. That's an Australian, similar sort of concept. Oh, really? But it's like that old Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Basically, you go into a small town and yeah. you, you know, you uh, <laughs> rub the locals the wrong way, and you reap the fucking.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's it's weird talking about it. Actually, I've not watched um, I've not watched Eden Lake for, God, it must be about six or seven years, maybe more. I mean, I remember when we when the film got released. I got a phone call from um, did I? I don't even think I had an agent at this point. Did I have an agent? No, I don't think I did. Um, but I got a phone call from, or my dad got a phone call saying Thomas because of his age isn't allowed to come to the premiere right but if he can travel down to london and walk down a red carpet and do all the press and then turn around and go home that'll be great so you can imagine what my answer to that was
0: (laughs) (laughs) did it involve two fingers (laughs) and obviously you didn't do that i presume of course not i
2: just respectfully declined
0: what was the first film you did then or project tv show or film where you were unaccompanied by an adult and you're the adult for the first time So the
2: first film that I ever did without a chaperone? Yeah. Um, it would be Scouting Book for Boys. Um, right on. And I would just turn 17. I was nearly 18. So we spent, uh, I think it's about seven weeks on a caravan park in Norfolk. Jesus, I'm dripping, I'm sweating. It's, with sweat here, it's so it? hot, in not it? Um, Do you want to maybe
0: put the window down a tiny bit? Shall we? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> there's not a lot of people walking past around this part, but we're literally like in a sauna right now, aren't we? There we go yeah it's yeah. background noise anyway it sets the scene <laughs> yeah. oh that's so much nicer it's instantly. nice isn't
2: it? Get that um yeah so scouting book was the first one i'd ever done without a um without a chaperone and we spent seven weeks on a caravan park in great yarmouth and it was the best experience i've ever had it was like
0: all living on there as well staying in all caravans, staying in
2: caravans yeah. all of the cast all of the crew um and yeah it was brilliant i, I was sneaking beers in and <laughs> yeah it was really really good fun and it was sort of, um, yeah, it was sort of a, a growing up. I sort of had to grow up overnight because I didn't have my chaperone telling me to go to bed or cooking me dinner. I had to do it all myself.
0: Um, were you disciplined enough at that point to be able yeah, to? Yeah, you were. I, yeah. I mean,
2: I've been doing it now for, well, I've been doing it for about twelve or thirteen years now so No I mean in that yeah 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 I mean I I think we're filming I I was thrown in at the deep end with this is England. I tried the whole I'll pull a sickie and I won't turn in for work. It <laughs> doesn't work. It <laughs> yeah, doesn't work yeah. like that. You can't just phone in sick and some and they'll get someone in to cover you yeah. because if that's the case then you're not going to do the film so
0: the show must go on as yeah, they say and yeah. it cannot go on without a key uh, ingredient, Exactly. Can it?
2: So yeah, I mean I learned discipline from a very young age so um you know, it it helped it helped me in in so many ways in life. Um, being so busy and being so um, yeah disciplined from from the age of thirteen. So
0: I love that film as well. I didn't know what to expect. I only watched it you know probably about a year ago mm. for the first time because I was going down the rabbit hole of your work and. I thought, oh, this is going to be like a nice coming-of-age romantic film because the soundtrack's all done by the dude from Noah and the Whale, Yeah, isn't it? And it's got yeah. this beautiful soundtrack, and it starts off, and you're kind of skipping above caravan roofs. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a really nice film. And then Boom. it takes this real dark turn, yeah. and you're like, wow. And again, there's some really standout performances aside from him, that Rafe ball. Rafe, I mean... Doing I, his best it, East Midlands... It's amazing. like impression. Mean, he, he he was incredible, and
2: again, I learned a lot from him... Um, and we made a great friendship on that. And as I was saying earlier on, I was watching Black Mirror, um, and he popped up in, in one of the, probably the best episodes of the series. And he's just incredible. He's like, yeah, it, I mean, he's amazing. Even from his really early stuff in, like, Shaun of the Dead. I yeah. Mean, he's brilliant, so.
0: Well, I love the pairing of him and Paddy in Hot Fuzz. And after watching yeah, the, the scouting hands. book, I was like, that pairing makes complete sense now after seeing his performance yeah. in that film. I was yeah. like, there you go. It sort of all weirdly links around, doesn't it? And the writer or director of that film, the writer of that film went on to write the This is England TV yeah, shows. Yeah, so Jack
2: Thorne then went on to write, yeah. I mean, And he
0: the Doody Did Eden Lake went on to do some Black Mirror episodes Black Mirror, as well. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... Crazy. Um, it's, such a, it's such a tiny little industry when you think about it as a whole. Um, I, I was saying to you earlier on that I don't think you'll ever go onto a film set and not know someone or know someone who knows someone yeah it's uh it's a tiny little world but I, it's good because you get this sort of like you build this little community of of friends and family and it's it's amazing when you spend so much time apart and then you get back together and you're on the same job again it's like you, you sort of feel like you've got that little tiny piece of home with you do you know what i mean
0: uh, yeah i get it completely i go on a lot of tours and when you go on a tour with a band anywhere you then see them later on down the line it's like instantly you're back to that place in your head. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like you've got a friend for life in that person because you've been through this experience together. Yeah, and
2: although you might not see him every day and go to the pub with him every day, it's yeah, because you, when you're doing a film, or like you say, when you're on tour, you spend every minute of every day with these people for six weeks, and it's like you do become a family. Yeah. And then when when you leave, that's why like rap parties are such a... A strange thing, a bittersweet you, occasion. Yeah. I imagine like you spend so, all like, in the days leading up to the rap party. You are like, yeah, we're gonna get smashed. We're gonna have a great time. But then you get there, and it's like you have a couple of drinks with the people with your family, and it's like it's such, it's such a sad thing. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'll always remember the rap party for this is England '90. It was like I was going to ask you
0: what was that like. It is, was is, is that that is that it for that? Yeah, I think yeah. so.
2: Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be it now. Um I mean, you never you know all with knew Shane. That. You never know with Shane. He's um, he's. He's so busy doing his own thing now, and he, you know, he's making other amazing series. And he,
0: should, he, he did just, that Liam Gallagher video, didn't he? Yes, for his single um, shot as at he, King Tuts. Tut's." Yeah, I think it, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, he's he's brilliant, and he did. Um, he's got a new series that's coming out soon called "The Virtues," and yeah, I mean, he, he's doing his own thing. So I think I think it's a good time to leave it. Um, but and the So you party all sort of that. knew that in your head. that yeah. this, is, this is
0: the final time we're probably all going to be.
2: Yeah, and it, it went on for a couple of days, <laughs> and it was um, it was sort of like, yeah, it was such a a, a beautifully sad moment, like because that's it. I mean, it's not it for us as, as friends. Like we're all still best mates. We see each other all the time. You know, I've just been with to to Kendall calling with, with Gadge and and I, you actually
0: call him that. as well. I Everybody actually, he's the only I one for
2: some reason. All of us like. I've always been called Tomo. It, Sean's never really stuck for me. but
0: And Woody g- never stuck, no? It,
2: it, no, I mean, it did for a bit, but then uh, through throughout the series it was sort of like more Joe. Yeah. But Gadge, for some reason, it's just <laughs> always been Gadge. Just Yeah,
0: yeah. You can be a family with people on the film set that you're in for that one specific project, but it's a completely different level of friendship and connection when it's an ongoing thing over yeah. years of your lives. I
2: mean, we I, I grew up with, the, with these people, I mean, Say Andrew Shim and and Andrew Ellis. Uh, Andrew uh, Shim is milky, in milky the films, yeah. And Andrew Ellis is gadget. I mean, I, they are genuinely some of my closest friends. Like I, I've known them longer than I've known many of my
0: other friends. And were they brave enough to go on your stag day? They was brave enough. To go they on were on there, stag were they? Day. Yeah, they was. Um, <laughs> Tom, when was that? A week ago now?
2: That was about ten days
0: ago now. You went yeah. out to Benidorm with forty lads. You can imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that got a bit rowdy.
0: Um, <laughs> but yeah,
2: there was a couple. Uh, there's a few of the lads from this, show. Michael Sokka came who played Harvey. And, nice. Um, yeah, Gadget and Shim came. And yeah, we just had like an amazing time. It was one of them where you had to step back and just watch the lads and just be like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, you can still hear it in my voice now. I'm still a bit croaky. That's why I'm praying my voiceover agent don't ring me saying that. Can Nike <laughs> when I to do a voiceover, is not it?
0: You're like, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Summerstown? Because that, for me, is one of my all-time favourite, like, independent, low-key British films. I think it is so funny and so sweet and so beautifully shot. It's almost shot like a European film, isn't it? You've obviously got the Polish and the French actors within it, but it's the black and white thing as well. The subject matter is obviously very typically British, but... The whole look and feel of the thing, very European. Yeah. And I love, like, what's the Polish lad's name?
2: Piotr Agiello.
0: His and your, and especially when Perry's involved in it as well, the Perry three did, of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comic pairing of all of those scenes, the three key ones for me, is when you're loading up his garage with all the chairs, <laughs> Yeah. when you just sat out on the field trying to sell the chairs and no one's buying them. And the best one is when you go to drop the bag of clothes outside his flat at seven in the morning and he yeah. comes to the door in that leopard dress. Were any of those scenes actually like word for word scripted or is a lot of oh, that you you'll guys? You'll never just... ever
2: be Shane, you've never really got a word for, Shane won't ever do a word for word scripted thing I don't think. Right. He's never he, I think he only writes his scripts to get the money from Channel 4, that's all really? he does. Really? And then goes and then, out the window. Out the window and when you get your sides on a Shane Meadows job like for me, I'll, 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 I'll never go on to a set without knowing my lines but on a normal job you'll get there in the morning and you're like right I'll get, I'll get my makeup and I'll sit there on my sides and I'll just double, triple, quadruple check that and know my lines. Whereas when you get given your lines on a Share Meadows job, it's like, oh, you can just fucking fold it up and use it as roach if you want. (laughs) But wing it. (laughs) Because you know that as long as you know the premise of the scene, you, you, you're good to go and that's what Piotr was, was so amazing at. I mean it was quite weird me and Piotr was born on exactly the same day really so he was born on 11th of the 2nd 1992 both
0: of us oh the um, same year, same well. year as the well exact same day yeah um, what a strange we, we like... just
2: got on so well because he just made me he made he's me he's so bent. dry isn't he and he's...
0: He, he plays it so straight yeah and... When he plays the drunk scenes, so convincing. Amazing!
2: Like, that that was brilliant. All oh, when well, you're all on the rocking rocking so rockin horses,
0: and he's like, Whoa.
2: yeah. And even the stuff when we're dancing around his dad's front room the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. the big bag of crisps <laughs> and the vodka, and yeah, I mean, Piotr was that was, happy shoot? That looked that to me brilliant... like it was
0: just you guys with you know very small crew, just kind of yeah, there was doing a, comic improv. And... The,
2: the, the crew was tiny, and we was in central London, so it was manic. It was like we were shooting around King's Cross and St Pancras for it was only a ten day
0: shoot. Is that all it was? So it was
2: originally it was meant to be an advert for Eurostar. Okay. That's oh, said, okay, yeah. so the whole
0: idea is basically the final scene. Yeah, that, that was it. Basically we go to Paris. Yeah.
2: Um but Shane shot so much in the edit, he was like, I can make this into a feature film. And lo and behold, he did that and it was So it like, literally
0: became a feature in the edit?
2: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Wow. So um I think did we go back and do a few reshoots just to a little so to, to you know, to sort of title to tie it all together, but um but yeah, man, it, we never knew it was going to do, again, in true Shane Meadows style. Like when we did This Is England, we never knew what it was going to be like. We never knew what it was going to do. So when we were shooting Summer Time, we just thought it'd be like a little internet video. And then it just blew up and it went amazingly. Uh, and, but I, I do genuinely believe that's down to to the crew all pulling together. We all mucked in so hard because... If there's any actors listening, they'll know the, the fucking hassle of shooting in central London. It's not easy because you've got people who want to be cleaning the windows for eight hours a day. Do you know what I mean? And, and they're not going to stop cleaning the windows unless they're getting paid 200 quid from you. And yeah. people want to know what you're doing. And especially in Somersetown as well, because it was quite a rough area. So there was loads of scraps of people falling out of pubs, fighting with <laughs> pool cues. And, and it almost <coughs>
0: looked like a ghost town as well. Like there's not many scenes with background figures in.
2: No, no, that's, no, there not really many, yeah, that's a good point actually, um, there was only one when I'm waiting, trying to get people to go into the shop for me, yeah, to get beer, yeah, so yeah. they was real people, they was were they really? genuinely real people, Fantastic. That, I was, that I was asked, Shane was saying when people come in, ask them if they will go into the shop for you, and then if someone goes in, buzz in, if not, then, yeah, so, wow, it, that's, the that's way punk sh- rock, man, yeah, Shane always works in such a, a real way, he likes to make everything as real as possible, um, which is why it was such an honour when, when he, he, he rang me. as He was literally, as I, I finished filming Eden Lake, with two days to go, he rang me and he's like, what are you doing? What are you up to? Are you in London anytime soon? I was like, I'm filming in Pinewood at the minute. And he was like, will you come to central London um, the day you finish? Um, because we want to talk to you about another film. And I remember I was with my stepmom; She was my chaperone at this point. Um, we went and met Shane again. Obviously, we'd stayed in touch. Um, but this was the the, the second time... It, it was the, cause I'd grown up and I'd done this as England, an Innocence Project and Eden Lake. I I knew my way around a film set. I knew what was what, and I was witty, and I knew what was happening. And and then when and I was like, right, this is the chance to actually work with Shane now, not yeah, to be yeah, yeah. Tomo to be yeah. not to be. I, I don't know the character was called Tomo but to not be the little shit. And and it was it was an amazing experience. And like I can't thank Shane enough for for the for the jobs that he's given me. But yeah, that more than ever, because it was nice to work with him and not be Sean. Do you know what I mean?
0: Dude, you're so good in that film and so funny. And there's two lines I want to ask you about. <laughs> Were these made up by you on the spot? The one is when you go, it's called love, son.
2: When Shane gives you, cause Shane will give you as much rehearsal time as you need. If you need two hours, then you'll get two hours. If you need three hours, you get three hours. Um, and it's one of them that just popped in <laughs> during the rehearsals, and it and that's what Shane finds the gold in these rehearsal things. And he goes, right, this is what's this is this is brilliant. You say this, see, the, 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 and you sort of you sort of write a script together there and then yep. in the rehearsals. So yeah, so you write
0: the character together, build yeah. it as you go. And the other line is when he brings in the dinner for you. And you go, there's not a lot there, mate. How much is your dad having? <laughs> <laughs> like the cheek of that, like to be taken into someone's home and to be like, there's not a lot there, mate. Like I want some <laughs> yeah. of your dad's portion. Amazing. Well, that was me. Like, I, that, that
2: was what I was like. I was that cheeky little shit, and that's what that's what people for some reason found so amazing when I was young. I can't get away with it anymore.
0: It's an age thing, isn't it? I it's think an age yeah, as thing, soon as you yeah. hit teens and above, like, you know, you're like a young adult. People are like, oh, you're just being a dick now. Whereas there's a cutesy yeah. thing there when you're younger, isn't it? You,
2: you can do whatever you want <laughs> when you're a kid, can't you? So you can't really. Yeah, you're a bit more And grown. Perry,
0: man, what a character he is. Yeah. I met him at a, so Jimi Hendrix's flat in London where he used to live they opened it up as like Jimmy a museum
2: He's Hendri- in Jimi Hendrix
0: yeah 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 and he was there he was he was sat on Jimi Hendrix's bed in the room like dressed like he is in all Shane's films with like a flat cap glasses like a sheepskin jacket just there and I was like that's fucking Perry from all the shame and what I went What was
2: you doing at Jimi Hendrix's house?
0: It was like a press launch night so basically it was it was opened up that day um and you can still go and visit I think it's in central London and you basically just walk around you see the bed that he wrote all the songs in and yeah yeah and and he was for whatever reason Perry was there it's like all right, he, son. He's, a, right. He's, he's wherever
2: you least expect him, he'll pop up. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a character. I'll I'll give you that. He um, there's never a dull moment when Perry Benson's on a set. Never. He's just so wacky and like. <laughs> well, did he uh, did he brilliant. surprise
0: you with the thing where he put his hand down his pants to get the money out? And you're, like, looking at it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was all genius. It, yeah,
2: that was, yeah. it wasn't. It was minging. <laughs> Even to the staring, that's disgusting.
0: <laughs> Still, it's not it's, yeah Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking earlier on, let's talk about Kingsman, because that, for me, is probably, am I right in thinking, the biggest budget film you've worked on today? With, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: How does a set like that, then, compare to Summer's Town or This Is England, working with Shane, working very nitty-gritty, rough and ready? Well, is that... everything preordained and...
2: Well, I, I, I got, I, I got, I've been asked recently a couple of times in interviews that, at what moment have you, st- like, stood back and gone, wow, like this is amazing, and and that is without a doubt one of them. I mean, Matthew Vaughan, it was the most bizarre thing. I was in a pub just round the corner and, round here, right, yeah, round yeah. here, and I was with my dad, and we it was on like a, a Friday afternoon, we'd been for a couple of pints, and I got a a, a phone call from my agent saying Matthew Vaughan wants to meet you yeah, for for Kingsman, and I was like. What do you mean? Like it was like he wants to talk to you about a role in Kingsman, and I was like, "Is in the new one that's that they're doing now?" He's like, "Yeah." So I was like, "Tell me when I'll be there." So I I got on a train to London with me mate. Oh no, me 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 mate Connor. We drove to London, and I was just a bit. Pes- I was a bit. Didn't really know what was going on. I was like, "What? I don't know what the part is. I don't know what it is." But I'd So me and Matthew. It's a really funny story.
0: And his history is interesting as well because he went from obviously producing. Like gritty gangster films for Guy Ritchie. For Guy Ritchie. To them directing huge blockbuster like X Men films. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's. It's kick so, ass, he did as well, right? Yeah, yeah, which were brilliant. He did obviously Eddie the Eagle, which is how we sort of met. So I was meeting Dexter Fletcher um, for Eddie. Got to it. Play, to play Eddie the Eagle. One thing, a couple of things got in the way. Um, Taron being one of them, which not got in the way. I mean, he he smashed that. He was brilliant. And it, 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 that was one of them that when I watched that film, I... Um, oh, sorry. So when I watched that film, sometimes when you watch a film and you've been auditioning for a part, you go, oh, I could have nailed that. I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Eddie the Eagle, not, like, he he absolutely nailed that. So I was, I was buzzing with that. So through their meetings with Dexter and, and Matthew, that's when Ke- where Kingsman came from. So all in all, that me not playing Eddie eagle paid off in such a brilliant way. Um, so yeah, I went down to London and I had my my tailor in, so I had to get me my Kingsman suit fitted, and it was just like,
0: I bet that was an exciting moment.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Because obviously, you gr- like I like I grew up watching Kingsman, and it's like, yeah, to to be to be made a Kingsman, was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was sick. So yeah, and just the sets and the green screens and bloody... Julianne Moore was what, milling around on screen. set. She is she as
0: beautiful in real life as she comes across I on mean, screen? Because she, she she's was, like my dream she was woman. Just
2: like, yeah, I mean, she was just milling around and just being Julianne Moore. I mean, she, she's cool.
0: So, um, That's a cool part she has in that film as well. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't often do comedic roles, no. and when she does, she smashes it. Like yeah. Big Lebowski, she's so funny in that. And yeah, it was great really, seeing her in that kind of a wacky... Yeah, the and she's And the
2: same with Elton John as well. Like it was <laughs> when when someone said that Elton John was doing it, it was like, oh God, what but then like mm-hmm. watching the film it's like he's actually brilliant. He's so good, isn't he? He's really funny. So. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, that that for me, the whole CGI, I remember I had to go into one of them camera trucks that have got they've got about I think it's about 400 um, DLR cameras all on different angles so you have to stand with your hands behind your side and all it wants to take a photo so then that, they've got your whole that everything about your body right from so every that, angle from every, every, every corner angle, crevice. every corner so every, I've just
0: seen you've got is that a scaldron on your leg what is that oh no, no that's a tattoo that I'm getting lazy <laughs> with is it me. actually a tattoo
2: yeah so it's Stewie from Family Guy <laughs> so I got it, sorry I? mate no that's alright um, so yeah so they've got every sort of every crevice of your whole body Covered for for the blue rash is what they yeah. called it. So, yeah, it was just a brilliant experience. Like, I I am just honoured to be part of that. Definitely.
0: Have you ever had other than Eden Lake? Have you ever been in a death scene? Have you ever had a character killed off in any other film, or is that your only death scene to date?
2: No, that's I was trying my to only think. Death that's it. People love me too much to kill me. That's, that's it, right? It is, yeah.
0: And yeah. that is a pretty good way to go, isn't it?
2: Yeah, to get stabbed in the neck. How yeah. did that go down? But that was weird because I'd say it was. I'd not really done any filming before I'd never even thought about dying and then suddenly (laughs) I'm covered in blood but I had to get this whole um, prosthetic head made I remember I had to go to this little studio in London and they put these like this whole prosthetics thing and I couldn't blink and I had to have straws as me like me breathing holes and it was just like weird but um, all the blood and all the gore just sort of made it easier you just sort of go with it and I still, to this day, the lads are taking a piss of how I played it, but yeah. It was, are they? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in your eyes when I watch you in films. And I think some actors are very physical. Whereas yeah. Whereas, for me, you're all in the eyes. It's all in the eyes. I
2: I put myself in, in the situations that, that I feel that the characters are being. Um, and and I do try and...
0: So you do it in a very cerebral kind of a way. Yeah,
2: just trying to make it as real as possible. Um, and just trying to make it as natural as possible. Um... Like you know, for for the emotional scenes, you know, I, I I'll always take myself to an emotional level that, excuse me, it's
0: that chips, that, isn't it? Yeah, fish and chips, isn't
2: it? I'll always take myself to this emotional level that, you know, when when you've finished your scene, I'll always remember one. I did a music video for my friend, um, and, and it's it's about mental health and a suicide the song's are brilliant it's called dear you by lucy Spraggan, um and we did the video and you can see in there the emotional level that i took myself for that you know i, I was listening to songs that have that, that, that have had a ma- major impact in my life and you sort of go to this level that you know you, you don't ever really want to be be at but you'll do it for the you know for the characters and for, for for something that you believe in you know
0: have what you've been through in your life has that affected your craft and and deepened your um your I, skill set in yeah, a way yeah i
2: wouldn't say it's affected i mean it, it's just i i i always believe that there's there's good in every bad i mean you know everything happens for a reason and you know i i sort of use the bad things that have happened in my life to 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 make these these scenes these emotional scenes as real as possible and yeah, and and I do. That's the sort of only time that I really do think about the bad things that have happened in my life. You know, I, I, you know, there's not a day go by where I don't think about my mum who passed away. But I really, really think about it when I have to. You know, when I'm going to these levels, and you know, and and it doesn't just stop. You know, when 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 they say cut, it doesn't just stop because you've taken yourself to this emotional level that you, you know that can, that can sort of. Yeah, it can mess you up for hours and hours, and you you sort of you feel drained, and you want to just go back and just sort of you know just be alone and just sort of wind decompress down, and and decompress and shut down. Yeah.
0: yeah. How long does it take you then?
2: Yeah, it you know it, obviously it, differs it, how far you go. Yeah, I mean it just sort of you you just take yourself into this deep thought process that, it, it, but in a way it's rewarding because you you're thinking about the, the 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 beautiful people that you've lost, and yeah, you just sort of take yourself to this level that. It's it's like emotionally beautiful in a way, you know. It's
0: yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. I think you're a really inspiring dude, man, because not only have you obviously been through some quite difficult stuff, but you obviously had fame and success and attention very early on in life. And you do look at the the history of, let's say, child actors. Obviously, you were perhaps a bit older than what you might call the, the idea of what a child actor would yeah. be from Macaulay Culkin and Drew Barrymore and people like that. But yeah, yeah. You, you certainly seem very grounded and, and humble and self-aware and... Yeah. Was there ever a period where you felt like you might go off the rails or have you always had it in check?
2: I mean, I I, I was surrounded by so many good people, i.e. the, 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 the cast of This Is England and, and Shane Meadows and my dad and my friends who would never, ever let me walk around and pretend to be someone I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm Tomo, what you see is what you get. And no matter what job I do, you know, I've worked in fish factories up and down the coast here in Grimsby. I've worked in my local pub serving pints, you know, I I do what I need to do to get by. I'm just so fortunate that acting is is such a a beautiful way of earning money and life experiences. Um, But no, I'd never ever, I've just sort of, and like we were saying earlier on, living in Grimsby as well is such an amazing thing because it's such a treat to go to London and stay in a nice swanky hotel and go to the Kingsman premiere and, you know, and meet all these amazing people and and do all these amazing things, but then I get on my my standard class train ticket back to Grimsby. Yeah. And I go to my little two up two down, and argue over who's paying to fill the fucking cars up for fuel. <laughs> you know. I,
0: I know I, I who's sleep, losing
1: that argument. You know, so, yeah. <laughs>
2: but you know, it's just that we meet like I and of my fiance Charlotte. Like,
1: is she, she a big part? She's of...
2: a major part in my life. And yeah. You know, she she'll always you know if I if I'm acting up when I'm pissed and being a knobhead, she'll always tell me. Even though she was, she's sometimes like that.
1: <laughs> Should have seen her at candle calling on Sunday. <laughs> she was on one.
2: Um, but you know, we're we're good for each other. We look after each other, and and I think that's the key to to happiness in life, and 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 you know, and the key to any any relationship as well. You know, you, you see people who are in relationships and they they don't respect each other, and and I think that's what a major thing in life is is having respect and. And that's when you do do each other favors, and that's what Charlotte's done for me. She's always sort of made sure I'm okay and helped me out in my auditions and helped me out in my, you know, it, it, I struggle a lot with anxieties and things like that. She just helps me in every single way. So that's yeah. the
0: true definition of a partnership, I think, isn't it? Is we're a team on equal playing field. Yeah, we are genuinely you Got a team. each other's back. Yeah,
2: definitely. Like, and and you know, people say, "Oh, we'll be together forever." Like, I, I do genuinely believe that. Me and Charlotte will be because we are a team. Like we, we, do sort of, you know, we help each other out in so many ways.
0: Well, you're getting married, so I hope so. Well, yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> New Year's in Eve, here. isn't it? Yeah. What a night to do it on. How did you two meet, dude? You've been going out eight years. You told me earlier, right?
2: So yeah, I met Charlotte when I would have been about fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. So we've known each other for a long time. So we was friends. So there was a big group of girls, a big group, well, a big group of girls, and a big group of boys who hung, hung around with each other. Um, from school from that we went to different schools but we all lived in the same area and charlotte was in a long-term relationship relationship before me and i was in a long-term relationship before charlotte and we were friends there was never any flirting or anything and i i split up with my ex and she split with her ex at the same time <coughs> and it was sort of she was the only girl out of the group who drove and none of the lads did and I saw that as an opportunity. I was like, oh, she could take me to McDonald's late at night. <laughs> she could take me here, she could take me there. And this is dream a genuine big, truth. Dude, dream there was big. no real, like, <laughs> attraction in a way. Like, I, I always thought she was cool as hell, like, and I still do. But um, we just sort of, like, we'd, she'd come and pick me up. And she'd take me to McDonald's. We'd get a McFlurry. And it'd just be me and her. After everyone had left, we'd all be out as mates. And then we'd be texting. When everyone's there, we'd be texting each other going, oh, shall I pick you up after? And we'd just go cruising around. And then we'd, we'd just sit on my front, on my dad's front in the car for hours and hours and hours just talking about shit. And, you know, and we still do that today. Like, we still can sit where we are now in the car and just talk. Um, and that's just how we, we met, and that's how we just sort of started getting on. And
0: So it's like a friendship that evolved into this romantic connection. Yeah, and-
2: which I think is one of the reasons why we get on so well. Like, if we split up now, we would be genuinely fucked because we share the same mates, we've grown up together, we've got so much going on in our lives as a a team. It'd be like, oh, God, yeah, it scares me really. Unthinkable, isn't it? Yeah, it really Some of the best relationships
0: I've had in the past have been with girls that I was good friends with beforehand. And it's almost like that foundation is laid and it's already there, isn't it? And you know it's strong and you know it's real Mm. and you know you can have a laugh and you can take the piss out of each other. And I think those things for me are the definition of a great relationship. Is a true yeah. friendship at the heart of it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I think making each other laugh as well. Like like you're saying, we we have so much fun together. Like some some of my mates, they 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 can't go out. They do go out with their girlfriends, but like say if I'm if I'm away DJing, I'll take Charlotte with me. And some of the lads are like, I, I, I don't get how can you go out <laughs> and get smashed with your missus? And it's like because she genuinely makes me laugh my head off. Like when she's pissed, um, and yeah, we ju- we just get on so well as. As friends, like you said, it, I think it's, it's good that we've got that friend, sort of the, the, our, our our bottom line is friendship. Yeah. That we've just budded into, yeah, something beautiful.
0: You've got a good thing going on, dude. Yeah. And what about your dad? you got a good relationship with him and is he incredibly proud of your career and how you've turned out as a, a young man?
2: Yeah, I mean, my dad was, I never really see much of my dad when I was young. Um, it was all down to my mum, really. She, She sort of, wrongly sort of said that he wasn't interested, you don't need him, you don't need him. And when my mum passed away, I,
0: I had to go live with my dad. I had no choice. And you at that point, I guess, didn't have much of a relationship And I didn't with him. have
2: much of a relationship. Obviously, I knew who he was and, you know, we'd see each other at Christmas and birthdays, but other than that, there weren't really much. And I remember I sat in my... Um, I, I bought an iPod and I sat in my bedroom at my dad's house for days. I didn't want to leave and I was like... I was in this weird sort of trance for three days I didn't sleep and it was weird but then my dad sort of said to me on one Sunday morning he said I'm gonna go get the shopping from Asda and we're gonna go sit on in the Hawaiian Eye Cafe which is just up here on the beach and we're gonna get a breakfast and a cup of tea and you know watch the tide come in and watch the boats go out and we did that and you know we just sort of slowly sort of budded this relationship together and we started going to the town games. Um, so every Saturday I was looking forward to it because I'd be, be at the footy with my dad, and then, and then my mates started coming along with me, and then my da- my mates started really, really, really respecting my dad. You know, we we all always had this nickname; he was called the Major. You know, from the Green Street, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just messing around, like, <laughs> and just these little relationships that my dad and my friends was having, and yeah, like me and my dad now, we're, like we're we're really really good mates. You know, we get on so well, and anything that I need, and he was. He, because he, he's, he's not very well at the moment, so he couldn't come on the stag dude to on. But he was texting me every day, like, please be careful what you're up to. Just, you know, just be careful with this and that. And, you know, yeah, we just got on so well. Like, we're, we're, gonna, we're off to see Liam, Gallag- uh, Liam Gallagher. Are you go. going with your old man? It's so yeah, my old nice. man and the yeah, lads yeah. are coming, so we're just, yeah, we're just sorting an hotel. And, and yeah.
0: Ashcroft in support. When Tomo picked yeah. me up today, he had uh, Verve, lucky man, blasting out the window as he mm. drove by. Tune. Um, let's talk about... Game of Thrones, Are you? Yeah. were you a fan of that show before getting the call <laughs> well, it was to appear weird, on it?
2: Well, I, I was watching, I got, about two or three times, I must have watched the first couple of episodes and been like, fucking hell, this is slow, and then <laughs> I, once I, I right, because everyone's banging on about it, I'm going to nail it, and then I, after like the fifth or sixth episode, I was like, it took over my life. And this is before I even had the phone call about This that.
0: is season one, right? This is season
2: yeah. one, and then I got season two, and then three, I think, it, I, I got the phone call. Um, but I got an email saying to an audition for something called The Big Tree, and I, and I was like, what's The Big Tree? Not heard of it, and then my agent was like, it's Game of Thrones, but because of the security all around the script and everything like this, when you, when you go to the audition, when you go to the... Um, to the, to the receptionist you know don't say you're Game of Thrones your big tree so it was all really secretive um, this was series seven wasn't it that? yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it was the last one that was on telly wasn't it uh, yes yeah
2: yeah so it was it was a very just sort of a brief meeting really with with the casting director and just and at that point I was I, I was genuinely like excited about the show because you were like you know, a I, super fan I, yeah, of yeah it. and yeah, I was like yeah, I'm yeah. not I'm not just saying this like I'm genuinely in love with the show um, and then I started watching more of it and then it got to like, to series five or six. And then it's just like, it's just amazing. It's, it's so good, dude. Amazing. Who, who's your
0: favorite characters?
2: Uh, I mean, I love Amelia Clarke. I think oh, she's so amazing. Good. But then yeah. Maisie Williams as well. Like, well I, I was, gu- was going to
0: ask you, because you're in the scene with her. It's Ed yeah. Sheeran as well. And we'll talk about him in a yeah. moment. But was there any time for a conversation with Maisie? Because she, I imagine, like you, has grown up on screen in this very iconic show. Did you feel any sort of a parallel or was it all too hectic and brief to no, to get I mean, into it on that level?
2: Maisie was just cool as hell, like she was just like she's she's she must have been nineteen, so she just turned eighteen nineteen she she was going out and she was talking about going to festivals and you know swimming in the sea late at night and just doing all kinds of like the shit that I did when I turned eighteen nineteen and we we you know we had a lot in common like you say we grew up. In the public eye, uh, let's say, and, you know, and Ed Sheeran as well. He, he was chilled with us and we was literally, we were just sat, just chilling and talking all day about the crazy stuff we've done. And I mean, some <laughs> of the stories that Ed Sheeran had was uh, obviously I can't say, but of course. Uh, I mean.
0: Well, didn't, uh, didn't Jamie Foxx get his career going? Uh, this is what I heard. That basically, he was out in L.A. busking. He had no record deal. Nothing was going on. He basically just did like that three-month visa, holiday visa you can have to go to America. And he was basically just busking on the street. And apparently, so the story goes, Jamie Foxx saw this kid busking. Or at that point, maybe he was at least playing open mic nights at clubs. Yeah. Jamie Foxx saw him and was like, what's the deal, dude? What's going on with you? And he's like, I'm just out here trying to get my career going. And Jamie Foxx apparently invited him to live at his house, use all his recording studio and sort of helped get his career wow, I, up and I, running i've
2: heard a story of him and jamie fox but yeah i mean that's that's incredible from jamie i call him jamie like his yeah, yeah. best <laughs> mate. that's good from no, that's J-Dog. T- typical jamie you, that you is know, classic, classic. Jay, classic <laughs> Jay. um yeah no that's amazing and, and i love hearing stories like that and you know ed sheeran still does it now and, and do you know what it annoys me when i i mean i'm not i'm not i, I wouldn't say i'm friends with ed sheeran by a long stretch but you know but when when people are slagging him off in, in in the news and saying that he's building this tramp protector up his wall because he don't want tramps in his doorway it's like that's not the case at all he's just like it, it, the re- i'm not I'm not going into all that but it does genuinely I think genuinely... the public
0: like to they like to slander people who are successful don't exactly
2: they? yeah and it's like to do it in such a way because he knows where he came from and yeah. he know and he you know, his missus. Well, look
0: at his, all his tattoos. He's covered in them, is he? He's covered in them. And they're not like and his designer tattoos. And his like missus still works. Really?
2: She goes and earns her own money, and she's like, you know, she's Ed Sheeran's a wife to be or wife, and it's like you don't need the money, but she wants to. They're just such like a normal couple, and and he lives such a normal life as well. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it always me, and it's the same with, you know, Maisie and, and Sophie Turner and all the guys who are in these amazing things. You know, they get shit in the, in the in the papers and it's like, why can't you just support them and just let them do their own thing and let them bud and you'll get more amazing things from them instead of them making them despise the the, the people who were, who were going along with these bullshit stories on.
0: It's a very British thing, I think. You don't really get that in America, that same sense of we no, want to tear these people down. And I think it's inbuilt in our, our psyche somehow that success is just like something that should be criticised and demonised and, and as yeah. you say like people like, I mean Ed Sheeran isn't what I would call you know my type of artist but I are we alright I was just good, doing some yeah, parking yeah, yeah. I hugely admire his talent and his skill set he's so
2: talented I mean he, he's yeah. and what annoys me is when when Ed Sheeran was on, on the streets and he was busking I bet people walked past him and went fucking get a job get a job And now he's the biggest superstar in the world. People hate him for that as well. It's like, what do you want him to do with his life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same with anybody. Like, it 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 just annoys me how people get on people's backs for either doing nothing or doing too well. And it's like, it's just a sad reality we live in nowadays. Yeah, I think it's
0: always been the way, though. I think. Um. So back onto the the set of Game of Thrones. Yeah. What was the actual sort of filming experience like, other than bonding with those two amazing?
2: Um, well, I, I remember I got off the plane. Was it in a, in, in and out kind of a job, or yeah, it was. I think it was. It was only one day's filming. I was in Belfast for three days. So day one, I got picked up in this massive, massive like a, like <laughs> I picked up in this huge, huge car, whisked away, taken to this this. So they basically own the docks in Belfast. All of the all of the warehouses are all sets, and it's like its own city. So I got put in this massive trailer. And Kit Harrington was walking past and Sophie Turner was milling round and it was um and then I got put in this costume and I got given like a big sword and my cape and I was like, wow. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Was oh,
0: that the first time you donned the sort of swords and sandals? Ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was like something I never <laughs> felt like ever you're did. in gladiator or something. It like. was amazing and it was like so so I did that, got it off and then I went and um because I, I knew a couple of the guys who were shooting series seven anyway. So, you know, I met up with them and we went went for a couple of beers and spoke about it and it was just, like, incredible because, I was like like I said, I was sewing into Game of Thrones at that time as well. Um, and then, yeah, then I got picked up, taken to a... We was filming up a mountain in Belfast. It was about an hour away from the hotel. Um, and it was minus sort of 15... And it was freezing.
0: What time of year was it? We are talking uh, winter probably, as well. It
2: was probably, yeah, November, December time <laughs> I probably did it. Peak Um, chilliness. So yeah, and I got the costume on, and we sat around the fire and you know chilling with Arya Stark and Ed Sheeran, Sheeran and it was cool, busting out the jams. It was just yeah, it it, was people. You know, Ed Sheeran got a lot of stick for doing that, but fucking hell, the people who were giving them stick. Like, if you got asked to be in Game of Thrones, would you not do it?
0: Of course, you know what I mean. And like that scene as well. She goes, "I'm off to kill the queen!" (laughs) Ha ha ha! And it's she's at that kind of moment in her character arc there, where she's such a badass. Like she's seen and been through every kind of hell, her and her sister in the in the the show, and both of them. Like you're rooting for them so hard, aren't you, as a fan of the show?
2: She's just such a badass, isn't she? Such a badass. Yeah, I think her and
0: Tyrion are my two favourite characters. Tyrion. Yeah, yeah, he's quality. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's brilliant. He's um, yeah, and and Sophie Turner. I mean. I'd love Charlotte to bits, but I think if Sophie Turner asked me to marry her, I think I probably would. She's gorgeous, ain't she? She's amazing, yeah. She's brilliant.
0: She's <laughs> like super tall, isn't she? Yeah, she's just like. She's a knockout. Oh, she is. She oh, is, she yeah. is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what about. Who's the actor who plays Ramsey Bolton? Do you know that dude?
2: What's his name?
0: He was in Misfits as well, wasn't he? He's another guy who's so good at being a baddie.
2: I, I can't remember his name in real life now. It's going to annoy me.
0: You have the same thing as me, don't you, where if you don't get an answer yeah, to something, got, you, can't, a, yeah, you can't relax. Bug me. But yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> there's so many. I, I mean, I think Game of Thrones is slowly working on, working with every single British actor. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're doing it. If they? you
0: hadn't had the call yet, you'd be kind of looking around going, yeah. well, what?
2: It's like Netflix. They, they're making, I think, was it 100 or 200 original scripts they was making this year. So I'm sat there going, it will come. It will come. I'll get. I mean, because I, I, I'm so into like, the Netflix originals. I think some of them are. Fucking amazing!
0: Did you watch the one with who is the girl who goes out with Justin Timberlake? Um, I don't know, oh, mate. I'll have to look it up later. I'm not going to do it now. But there's a there's a show with her in it that is incredible, and it's like a psychological drama.
1: Oh, uh,
2: The Sinner. Yes. yes, Jessica Biel, The yes. Sinner. Oh my god, isn't that god. incredible? Me and Charlotte literally like we we sat and we thought because I'd heard I'd heard good things. So me and Charlotte said, oh, we'll just whack one and see what it's on about. I think we, I think, is it six episodes? Only six, yeah. We sat Smashed and nailed it, in day. it all. And we were sat there at the end just like, <laughs> <sighs> just
0: exhausted. Heavy, but, isn't it? Well, they're making another one. Are they really? So, yeah, fantastic. are making another one. Yeah, that, and obviously Stranger Things, dude. I mean, that is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't got around to watching the second series. Um, but I mean, the first series was like, just so incredibly made. Incredibly like, made. Like, the, um, the, the episode of Black Mirror's, um, San
0: San Junipero. San Junipero,
2: yeah. like, the way they're shot and the way they're made just it's something
0: just, about like, the 80s isn't there yeah i can't remember them being as good as they seem to have been when you were actually in it but there's something about that nostalgia for the 80s at the moment almost like in the 70s all the films were about the 50s and it was all about car culture and diners and all of that yeah. and i think now we're in this very like 80s retro period with remakes God, of imagine, films like ghostbusters and stuff imagine
2: and, in 1950 when the Meccan films about nowadays, yeah. like people in Haraches with top knots shuffling away into Nando's. <laughs>
0: Just don't
2: Yeah, I like no affair. kind
0: of nostalgia for that. Yeah, yeah. Just Me bezing down the sea film <laughs> and my girlfriend's Audi <laughs> um, Did you have to do much in the way of physical preparation for the latest film, <coughs> Swimming with Men? Yeah, I yeah. mean
2: uh, the the training. The, and was the training that the first time different. you'd had to do that? Um I mean I swam a lot. Um, the leisure centre, it's just up the other end there. They did this thing called the Aqua Disco um, <laughs> yeah. on a Friday night. Is speed. that
0: literally what you'd imagine it would be? Dancing in the water.
2: Literally, they had a big inflatable, put music on, had the lights on. <laughs> Me and all the lads would go, we would see how many girls we can kiss, you know, just sort of, just being, just being, being young, kids, yeah. just being young and enjoying it. Um, so I did a lot of swimming. Um, but I, I mean, when i when I had the meetings for swimming with men, they said, "Can you swim?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, I can swim." But then when I where, when we started our training camps, we had a two-week uh, training camp, got in the pool and Adele um, and Katie, the, the two ladies from aquabatics.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say literally Adele. <laughs> yeah,
2: Adele got in and started singing. <laughs> Hello from the other side. <laughs> um, so I, it turns out I couldn't really swim as much as, a, as well as I thought I could um so i had to have some more lessons because so you were too busy snogging girls too busy snogging girls <laughs> so i had to come back Sorry, to grimsby <laughs> come back to grimsby and i had to have swimming lessons at the age of 26 in my local swimming pool um which was quite fun um
0: <laughs> it's for a roll, guys It's yeah. for a
2: roll. <laughs> so but we had we had an intense training course for that so we had two weeks of six hours a day um learning all kinds of routines, dry routines on land, in the pool. Um, and it was intense and it was difficult and it was tiring. But when you got in bed at night, Jesus, you appreciate it. You, like you was working so hard when you got in bed. you was like, wow. You know, now, normally on a job, everyone would be like, oh, we'll go for some food after, we'll go for a drink. Do some this, bonding. Yeah, yeah, this was like, nah, everyone's nah. off straight <laughs> to bed. Clunk. Um, And then we learned so much during the shoot as well. I mean, we... The way the schedule worked, we sort of did the easy stuff towards the beginning. We become strong swimmers, and Adele and Katie, who who was our tra- t- trainers, they they was genuinely blown away by how well we took to the water. Like we, uh, uh, like our routines, every we done all of the routines we did ourselves, all of the moves, all of the flips, everything was all us. We did everything ourselves. We didn't have no stand-ins. Um,
0: you like Tom Cruise? You do all your own stunts. You do
2: all my stunts in the pool, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it was amazing. It, it was it was such a rewarding job that and you know, throughout the whole seven weeks I didn't touch one drop drop of alcohol. I was eating well and I was training. I lost God probably nearly two stone doing that. Um and it changed my life as well. Like I got come off that job and I was like, Do you know what I'm gonna join the gym? I'm gonna join the gym, I'm gonna swim more and I'm gonna eat properly and my lifestyle fully changed off the back of that job and you know, it, it changed my life in so many brilliant ways, just like This Is England did. Like, I live such a healthy lifestyle now.
0: Nice. Um, it and, must have been really fun working with that cast of, like, basically all middle-aged men, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: there was all sort of, you know, well past the 30s. Um, you know, and, and you know, I, I mean, Jim, I think his Jim Carter's probably 65, maybe 70 wow. even. Um, so, yeah, there was all sort of that little bit older, but we just, like, yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a brilliant experience, like... The whole cast on that was, was incredible, you know.
0: Who's left on your list of actors, first of all, that you'd love to work with, particularly British? Because you've kind of worked with a lot of the cream yeah, of the crop I mean, I've, I've all been ages, been so, haven't you?
2: I mean, i so, lucky. I mean, off the top of my head, I mean, there's, there's so many. I mean, I'd love to work with Jim Broadbent. I think he's incredible. Um, who else is that I'd love to work with? I mean, Tom... Tom Hardy, I'd love to, I, you know, I know, I'm not, I, I say I know, I do know him. I, we, You know, we've seen each other a lot. We, you know, we get on really well. I'm, I'm really good friends with his wife, Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to work with Tom Hardy. And yeah, there, there's so many brilliant, off the top of my head, I couldn't, couldn't name them all.
0: Director wise?
2: Oh, God. Um, I'd love to work with Ken Loach, Danny Boyle, um, you know, just a sort of old school British.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. well, swimming with men was very much in that kind of like off, Full Monty, classic British comedy, wasn't it?
2: Uh, Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's
0: just in that vein of feel good. Yeah, like it's exactly what we wanted from it. Kind of relatable, everyday. It's exactly what we wanted from it. When
2: we was making it, we knew it wasn't going to be. When you walk out the out the cinema after watching Ready Player One or Jurassic World, you're like, "Fucking hell, that blew me up." is this we knew this was going to be the kind of film you walk out the cinema and you go that was lovely that that. was nice, wasn't it? A nice film that yeah. and you feel good you know all that and that, that's exactly what happened i remember we watched it in edinburgh for the first time i was on a night shoot the night before in Hartleypool, um and we had to get up really early i think i got to bed a night shoot went into got up straight away drove straight to edinburgh i'd not seen the film before and i took charlotte and we did the red carpet, we wore a nice suit, and the cinema was the most beautiful cinema, and watched it, and me and Charlotte was just like, we when we got out, we was ringing, like, I, I rang my dad, and she rang her mom, and, like, we was genuinely, like, so happy with just it. beaming, like, yeah. It, 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 it's just one of them, like, when, I, normally I sort of cringe a bit when I watch my own jobs back, but with that, it was like, I really, really enjoyed watching it. Like, it, it bring, brought a smile to my face, Um and then I watched it a couple of days later in London and it, the same again. It was, you know, it's just, yeah, it's a, a brilliant little film. So, yeah, I'm chuffed with that, definitely.
0: Good man. What is, as we get towards the home straight, if you have one, could you pick one? Like your favourite scene that you've ever shot, either because you're just particularly proud and pleased with the performance you put in or because the experience of doing it was something very transcendental and magical. Is there one that stands out as like... You were flying on some kind of higher plane at that point I, I
2: think it would probably be with Swimming with men, the the final performance. Do you because know? of
0: all the hard work that had gone into it and it all worked coming so together. Hard, and,
2: and that was the last day of shoot. And it was like, and there was a big crowd and all the extras, there was probably 200 extras. And there was a big crane. So it
0: is like a real live show. And it was a real live show.
2: And it was... And the, so the, the film was based on a documentary called... In Sweden, was it? In Sweden. Yeah. So the Swedish national team in, in the film, that's the actual team. They, they played the... Okay, ri- nice. From the documentary. Yeah, 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 so yeah, they, yeah. they actually played the Swedish wow. team.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's a unique concept, isn't it? Because it's so British, the film, but then you're like, oh, it's, hang on, yeah. this didn't yeah, even... Yeah, yeah. So,
2: so, so that, nice. like, watching, watching that final sequence is like, because you're really jeering them on. And, wh- and when they all go underwater and they're all like, are they going to do the flip? Are going to do the <laughs> And then it's all slow motion and the soundtrack and just, yeah. And, and like in the cinema when that happened. It the, needs to be in, in the Edinburgh, cinema moments like that, doesn't like, it? Yes! You know, he's was like, yes. Was it a proper? It was. Everyone was like buzzing. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's for me, the, my favourite one to watch and the most proud.
0: Good times. Yeah. Love it. Have, had a good time?
2: Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been yeah. warm.
0: It's been fucking boiling, isn't it? Well, uh, thank you for sweating balls with me. No, no, Um, Is there anything... Oh, let's talk about your podcast. Yes. So you're going to be launching a new podcast with Gadget and the concept and the title. Tell us all about it.
2: So it was a random thing. We was DJing in Nottingham um, and beforehand we went to a a pub called The Globe in Nottingham City Centre, which has become quite a local of mine, actually. I quite like (laughs) it. Um, Shout out The Globe. Shout out The Globe. We was talking and we just said... Like, we'd both been listening to Scroobius Pip and um we'd both been listening to um Life in the Stocks <laughs> Life in the Stocks <laughs> and um two shot podcast with a friend of ours Craig who hosts it um and we thought we you know well, it would be brilliant if we did one because it mean like we get on so well and our conversations flowing. and we <laughs> and we was talking about things that are overrated and he said to me, he thinks football's overrated. Straight away, I was like, "Are you, are you fucking kidding me?" Like, <laughs> yeah. And I spilled off hundred and one reasons why I thought football wasn't overrated. And we went, "That's our concept."
0: Yeah, and no one's doing anything quite like that. It's, it's almost like a reversion of Room One Hundred and One, isn't it? Y- when yeah, you're that's... putting something in, you're actually going, "No, we're taking it out yeah. of that room and saying why it is worthy."
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's that sort of concept. So we, so we, we we've we've recorded our first couple. um... And we've had um, uh, subjects. So our, our guests come on with a subject that they feel is overrated, and it's our job, our guests as hosts, to, to show them why we feel like that to champion subject, and to, defend to, uh, to defend what their they're going their in subjects. On. Yeah. Um. So not to give any any of the subjects away, but there was one that was like mind blowing, and without but when you told me in the restaurant, exactly, then. Yeah, 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 and without that the world wouldn't be the same place, but they were saying it was overrated. Um And it, yeah, so it's called Overrated Everything. Um We've got some brilliant guests line up, lined up. And yeah, we're just sort of waiting for the right time to, to release it. So yeah, if you want to... It's, it's all you...
0: about the launch, dude. It's all about that first opening guest and how you come out the gate. But what I'll do is hold back on this until you've got all your ducks in line. yeah. And then we'll come out the gate around the same sort of time and everybody can then go over. Yeah, that would be great. And you're on Instagram. It's ThomasTurgoose1, right? Yes. Is your handle on there? Same on Twitter?
2: Uh, Twitter's ThomasTurgoose, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's about it. That's all I use.
0: And keep (laughs) online, keep up to date. Uh, Have you got anything else going on film-wise which we could Um, divulge or discuss at this point? Or is it still...
2: There's a couple of little things. Um, So I I shot a film recently. Um, it's, It's quite a funny story, actually. So... Whether anyone's heard of a... We did a short film that did really well in the industry. We, we won a, a British Independent Film Award for it called uh, Jacked. So we shot this short film called Jacked, um, which is about a couple of young prof- professional car thieves in London who work for someone high up, and we steal cars for them to do jobs with. And um, and we end up finding these cassette tapes, and we've stolen a car of a dying man. And it's about the guilt of one character dealing with it, and the other, like, it's a job, da, da, da. So we toyed around with the idea whilst well, so we'd be shooting this short film called Jack. We toyed with the idea of making it into a feature film. And then three years later, we got the green light, we got the funding, and we've just finished filming that in Pool. Now, the the, the the title's now changed to Looted, but the all the cast, all the crew are all the same. The same sort of premise, but there's more going on. Um, and I, I got to work alongside some amazing, amazing actors. Like Charlie Palmer, who is Patsy Palmer, of course, from *EastEnders* and the like. Son um, uh, Morgan Polanski, who's Roman Polanski's daughter, and you know it, she's amazing. Um, and yeah, we just yeah we just got a great little cast together, and. I think it's gonna do really, really well that they're editing it at the moment. So yeah, keep your eye, eyes out for it. Will that booted. be out
0: by the end of the year or They're
2: trying to get out by the end of the year, so you know. Oh, we I'd... should
0: talk about Terminal as well real quick. Yes. What a bonkers film that is.
2: I've not actually seen Are it. Have you not? I've My not god, seen mate. It yet. I
0: watched it because I was chatting to a friend out in LA who worked with Simon Pegg, he's his publicist. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, you've got to see this new film he's done with Margot Robbie. Just like some insane, like surrealist fifties esque kind of diner film, but then with all these other noirish and then there's almost like a Tarantino, Guy Ritchie-style dialogue and oh, flow to it. I remember reading the script and it being bonkers like, a cocktail of yeah. styles and elements. I,
2: I've, I've not, yeah, I say, I've not seen it. Like, they, did, they didn't do a premiere or anything. Well, if they did, they didn't invite me. But um, that was an experience in itself. Like, going... So, again, I, I was driving just up the road from here and I got an email from my agent saying, Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg, Mike Myers, Max Irons...
0: Mike yeah. Myers, dude, you Mike must have been like, yeah, Austin fucking sh- Powers, Austin
2: Powers. <laughs> the Love Guru, and you know, just like, uh, yeah, and, and this and like, Dexter Fletcher, and Dexter yeah, yeah. Fletcher, who uh, obviously I knew from from meetings with Eddie the Eagle and met through the circuit and and whatnot. But um, I got an email saying i would like to offer you a role, and I was like, and I read it, and it was only a tiny little role, but I mean, I, I got flown out to Budapest, put in the most beautiful apartment, and and I was stood on set talking to Margot Robbie, just chilled, just like. Talking about football and just talking about any old shit, and it was like you know, like Margo was well, you can only imagine, you know. She she was just she she was just as beautiful to talk to as she is to look at, and and the same with Mike Myers and you know Simon Peg. Yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, but I should should get around to seeing it. Is that my radio?
0: No, no, it was no. a car that went past. This. Yeah, I should get. I should is Mike Myers to a rad her. dude? Is he? It, cool? Yeah, he
2: was cool, man. Like yeah. he was just like. It's just proper cool, yeah. He, he, you know, I, I didn't want to bother him for a photo because he was. But I mean, it's like it was so hard not to ask Donkey from Shrek for a photo. Uh, to, <laughs> yeah, ask, yeah, yeah, to yeah. ask Shrek for a photo, but <laughs> yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was cool. It was a bit of a surreal experience, but yeah.
0: Who's the nicest or coolest or just like most down-to-earth and disarmingly fucking genuine actor star you met and come into contact uh, with? You're like, Wow, what a cool. I mean, Guy Johnny Depp
2: was cool. I mean, that for me. How'd you meet him? Well, I so so forgive me, Charlotte, for talking about this. But my my <laughs> ex girlfriend was a massive Pirates of the Caribbean and Johnny Depp and Tim Burton um, fan. And Stephen Graham did uh, Public Enemies with um, Johnny Depp. And Stephen rang me and he was like, "Look," he said, "I know, I know, Chanel loves Johnny Depp. Do you want to?" You want to come up to the premiere of the film? And I was like, wow, yeah. Okay, we've got, we
0: got a wasp. wasp. We've got a wasp. We've got a my girl situation. Got a <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hang is did on Has he gone?
2: Yeah, so um <laughs> so I got got the phone call from Stephen. He just said Do you want to come to the premiere. And I was like, hell okay, yeah, why not? So Stephen, bless him, paid for our train, paid for our train, put us up in a hotel, and yeah, and Stephen after the film. Vaguely met Johnny Depp walking up and down the carpet, and it, I mean, obviously he's Johnny Depp, so I was sort of a bit like, "Ooh," but um, after after the screening, we went to a party, and we got taken into a room with Stephen and Johnny Depp was there, and we just spoke about again just about football and about women and just like just random shit, just blank like stuff, just normal stuff, stuff. Yeah. and yeah, I mean that was that was pretty out there, and Tom Hardy as well. He's just like he's he's cool. Man, he's he's just like, yeah, he just talked and up like he, like he loves his motorbikes and stuff. So, yeah, just chat about any old shit, and that's what I love. Like you meet all these big stars, but it, it's nice to just chat about any old shit. Like the amount of. It's oh, alright,
0: That's it's a ladybird.
2: The the amount of times that people have met Johnny Depp and spoke about how amazing that Jack Sparrow is, or get Charlie in the chocolate factory. Where is it? It's probably a breath, of fresh air for someone to talk no about doubt, cars yeah. and a football. normal conversation,
0: yeah. everyday stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly how it was. So, yeah, it's probably
0: and he likes to get bang on it.
2: Uh, well, yeah, he like yeah he likes a bit of a party, <laughs> does not
0: he? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Thank you so much pleasure. for your time, mate. Absolute really pleasure. enjoyed it. Thank, thank you for coming you. on the show. Good luck with the podcast <laughs> and everything. And Thank good you. luck with the, <laughs> the tattoo, the tattoo removal. removal. So there's that yeah. almost complete, is it? It's phase. There's a
2: couple more sessions. Yeah, the ink's coming out slowly now, so...
0: That's funny, man. Yeah. I wonder what that was. Stewie tattoo, anyway.
2: Yeah, it really, really hurts, the laser removal. I'll bet. Yeah.
0: Don't do it, kids. If you're going <laughs> to get a tattoo, think it through twice. Defo.